Hello and welcome to WonderPod, episode 295. I said 300, John. Close <laughs> one. Uh, wouldn't be that big a deal. I'm pretty sure I flubbed the number before. It, it, usually probably not at the beginning of the show. More likely at the end of the show, I think, a couple times. But anyways, this is episode 295. Uh, we are without Glacinator again. It's more than likely that will continue. I'll get to more into that here in a second. But let me let me uh, introduce my co-host, which is, of course, he's here this week, as he is always. It's John. Hey, everybody. Just um, contemplating life and whether or not I actually want Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii U. Uh, the, uh, the They came out with a virtual console release of the, of the Wii game that had a lot of critical acclaim. And I'm just thinking to myself, does John Keogh not really have... Is the curiosity of John Keogh enough to warrant a $30 purchase rather than um, letting the sleeping dogs lie on an 80-hour game that I probably won't play? I don't know. It's, I, I would say it's worth it. I have not, I didn't buy it on the Wii because I got my Wii so late. Um, yeah, and it's impossible to, well, I mean, now it probably won't be as valuable, but I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles was going for, like, hundreds of bucks because of, because of, it was such a limited run, and everybody wanted it after the fact, and, uh, yeah, so, but now it's on Virtual Console, so, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't get it now, I suppose, but. Well, that's the thing, and I'm sure that, which we will get into later in the show, I'm sure on the next console it's going to be a virtual title as well. And Oh, for sure, yeah. Agent K has been playing the second one and enjoying it. I don't know how far he got into it because he's kind of been consumed by Dark Souls. Which mm. is interesting. I'm going to be doing a video next week on, on how, you know, the difficulty of Dark Souls and why I don't play them. We covered it a little bit here, you know, when it was free on Xbox Live. I played the first one with fucking hand crank controls to the first boss and said, fuck this, I got better things to do. But what I do find interesting and why I got to thinking about it more is when he texts me or we talk on Steam and he tells me about his adventures in Dark Souls 3, I am fascinated by it. <laughs> I could sit there and listen to him talk about it in text for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, it, but I have many reasons why that type of difficulty just doesn't appeal to me anymore and some of it has to do with age but i thought it'd be a good topic for my get off the lawn series that i'm trying to keep going and and (laughs) but uh xenoblade is definitely one that uh, that's where nintendo really falls on its face and we can get into that a little bit more it's it's like i want to play them but it's almost got to come to pc now to where i can keep them keep them on a wish list and and then when i have the appropriate amount of time uh because you know dragon's dogma with the dlc is now out on pc Right. It's on my Steam wish list. I will play it at some point, you know. But you're right in that, like, I tried Far Cry 3 two different times before I finally put all the hours into it. But it was mostly because with you, it's time. With me, it's time a little bit, or, you know, time I can allot. But a lot of it's, too, that do I want to make that commitment to keep playing this over and over and over and over again? Yeah. It's easy with time waster games like the game we shall not name and... The other game I should probably put into that title, Worm, you know, Worm Unlimited, because that's that's just that's like nice, chill, relax, watch YouTube videos type stuff. You know, you don't do that in a Far Cry game, or or something that that requires more, uh, not so much thinking, but just more more input from you. 
you know, in the kind of survival, more casual games, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do once you've gotten started. Mm-hmm. You know, getting started usually is usually the best part of any one of those games. <laughs> the running around like an idiot trying to figure out how to survive more than five minutes. But um, speaking of that, we kind of got off on a tangent uh, there for a second. But something we do need to talk about housekeeping stuff. Uh, this is episode 295. We are speeding towards episode 300, which I honestly have to say that when we started this podcast, if you told me we were going to last long enough to do 300 episodes in any way, shape, or form, I would have pointed and laughed at you. Uh, I don't know if you know this, John, but my thinking, my internal thinking, before I contacted Pat and Gunsage, who were the two, uh, Pat Man as we know him, uh, who were the two guys I... I, I shot a forum message to essentially was I had been on podcasts. I had done somebody else's podcast or taken over somebody else's podcast when they didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, the station nation for the old comedy morphine nation forums. Uh, I, I just wanted to do one myself. You know, yeah. I kind of wanted to learn the mechanics of doing it. Um, which really, if I just wanted to learn that we probably could have quit after episode 100. Because as much as audio elitists and snob bags will tell you that our quality could probably be better, it's a fucking podcast. You know, it comes in both your ear holes. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. It, and it doesn't break up very often unless we have a bad internet connection. Uh, you know, past that, I, I'm, I never get too stressed out about any podcast I listen to. It's just it's more subject matter and, and, and whether or not it doesn't sound like you're emanating from a train tunnel which we had lots of problems with <laughs> in the early days <laughs> but anyways w- what i'm beating around the bush get- to get to uh for those of you that don't know and a few do i i gave a heads up to a few people i'm not gonna lie i never never really have lied on this show it's kind of pointless um we are going to quit doing WonderPod at episode 300 we as a group Myself, John, and Glacinator discussed it late last year, uh, discussed it a little more this year. Prior to that, I had been thinking about it for a while, and so, and we're just going to go out while we're all still having fun doing it, and on, what better than on 300, you know? I, I, I'm sure that some of you will be thinking the temptation to go 301, you know, why ruin a milestone like 300, but (laughs) it just, it just feels right, and I have to say that in prepping to do episode 295, knowing that we were going to announce this, I knew that this would be the tell if I had any second thoughts at all. Because when you talk about something internally with with your co-hosts or with your friends or whatever, um, and truthfully, I up until this point, uh, this week, I had told almost nobody outside of John and Glaze. In fact, might have been exactly nobody. Maybe Agent K, but he's kind of like... <laughs> He's kind of like a brother to me, so we talk about a lot of shit, and both of us immediately forget we talked about it. Um, you know, and so it, it, it just, this felt right this week in, in preparing to do this. And I, obviously, as you can tell, as usual, I scripted nothing. I may actually do that for 300 and a few things I want to say <laughs> so that I'm not rambling around <laughs> and taking 10 hours to say something that should have took five minutes. Um you know, but that, but that's that's just kind of the deal, and it, it we'll get more into it as we go to three hundred. We're not going to mark it every week. Glacinator was the one who suggested maybe we wait until we're close to three hundred, so it doesn't seem like a countdown. And I, I fully agreed with him. 
Uh, and we're just going to have fun for these next five shows and or four shows after this one. And 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 then 300, 300 is probably going to be a little different with Glacinator uh, having school at night and things of that nature and wanting to have as many people celebrate with us as we can. We'll probably either do it on a Friday or if John can find can get it scheduled, maybe we'll do it on a weekend, you know, maybe a little earlier. There will still be a recorded version just so that we have number 300 because you do i looked last week john we have um and there might be one missing i need to go through the archive a little more we have 307 recorded episodes under the banner of wonder pod mm-hmm. which is including you and i the couple spoiler Spo- cast spoiler cast yeah um i think there's one that was like a calgary stampede thing that uh, Survivor not G and Pat did, and, and why that got put under Waterpot Wonderpot, I don't know, and I'm I, I don't care that it's under Wonderpot, but I don't really consider it part of the the archive per se. So we might be at 306, but I didn't dig through the archive really, <laughs> really closely. I just looked at the number of items in the in the bin and said okay. And believe it or not, for those of you that are hoping the statute of limitations fell out. Or or, or or are going to run out on stupid things you may have said while appearing on this show, forget it, because I have pretty much the entire uh, archive of raw finished and half finished from the old days when I used to do it in two sets um, saved in multiple places, <laughs> both uh, a, a cloud cloud save and, and a on drive save, as it were. Plenty of backups, people. Well, not for blackmail purposes, as amusing as that would be. I would have to remember who I was blackmailing and why. I mean, it's hard for me, having only missed like three or four of those 307 recordings, to recall exactly everything that's in there and to get my head around the fact that we have that kind of library, you know. Mm -hmm. All I know is I tell people when, when people ask me where they should start, and I've been asked that a lot, uh, I tell them, well, start at the beginning, and if that starts to hurt your ears, skip forward to about episode 20. Because the first 10 <laughs> or 15 shows, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and, and I like that, because you see a progression. Well, that happens with any show, man. Like Whether it's TV or podcasts or you name it, there's always a, there's always a period of adjustment and, and you know, getting, your, getting your feet settled in. Yeah, and I didn't get it right. I did a video this week uh, on my YouTube channel called Creating Fun and talking about my personal thing of how I'd gotten a little too hung up and, oh, you must render in this resolution and, oh, you must do this and all these unwritten douchebag rules of, of to become the next PewDiePie, which is not going to fucking happen. Not by me and not by a lot of goddamn people. Um, <laughs> but... You see that, so I see that with both audio podcasts and YouTube channels, where people try to come out of the gate looking professional. And unless you've, you know, unless you've been involved in something behind the scenes, and now you're just stepping out in front of the mic or stepping out in front of the game footage per se, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, you'll look like a spray painted turd, is what you'll look like. <laughs> So, anything you'd like to add before we move on? I do. There's one more thing. I'd... Well, I'm I'm sure you know when we get as we get approach 300 and, and at 300, we'll have you know our, our our things to say. You know, but I, I will say, he- hearing it now coming official, you know, through through you know 
when you give that little announcement to to a few of our closest and uh and now hearing you say it on here it, it is pretty it's pretty bittersweet i mean it's sweet in the fact that we've 300 episodes is a is a pretty major accomplishment it's a pretty big deal and uh something to be proud of and i and i think our quality um you know is a reason to be proud and um but sad you know change 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 is uh change can be sad but change can be good and uh you know who who knows what happens from here but uh, or after 300 but uh you know we'll uh we'll take it home well you know what was interesting because i i had to look i did i did post a, a facebook message to to some really close friends of ours i the night before that on monday night uh i, I was laying in bed get you know uh, relaxing to go to sleep. And I, I, I thought about it for a bit, you know, just, am I ready to do this? What do I, you know, what do I want to say? How do I want to say it? Um, yeah. And I got a little twinge of emotion. I, 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 I handle things differently, not always correctly, not always in a manner I'd recommend others do, but you can't, if anyone tells you they make this this kind of decision easily, no matter where your podcast gets, and we're talking a little too much in third person here, and probably sounding like douchebags, but I don't give a fuck. It's our show. Um, they're full of shit because walking away, you know, walking away from something you've done for five and a half or almost six years, you had better contemplate it because that's how you don't regret it five months down the line, you mm. know there's knowing it's time there it's time and then there's also knowing that it's it's uh that that you're comfortable with that decision oh no i'm happy that our progression's there i'm happy that i've never really cut out that many fuck-ups especially mm -hmm. if they were mine um i i'll sometimes i'll edit you and glace but if, if i think it'll help the flow of the show and 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 just random things here and there. And I don't mean edit anything you say, just, you know, bits and, and when we're caught off guard or, or dead air, or we, we all have been stupid with a mute button. Uh, just because I, I've always believed that you should put out everything and you should be as proud of your crappier shit as you are of your really good stuff and just put it out there and, and let people decide what, you know, what they like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it'll be what it'll be for now. We're just going to kind of move off of that topic. Maybe, maybe we'll do something a little retrospective before then. I say maybe because I just thought of it and have, <laughs> have no idea what we do. <laughs> um, and it is pretty much just going to be John and I here until, until we do episode 300. But let's, let's actually move on to another goodbye. Hey, segue. Mm, nice. a, fucking, a fucking professional segue. At episode 295. <laughs> Maybe you can look forward to that. Us doing shit correctly for the last five shows. It took us 294 to warm up. Uh, we didn't cover this last week because John and I were having too much fun bullshitting about other stuff. And I'm not even going to say the word superhero or this whole show's probably going to end up the same way last week's did. Uh, probably shouldn't say Cliffy either because that seems to trigger it as well. At least for me. But the uh, Microsoft is discontinuing the Xbox 360 after 10 years. Uh, I don't suppose you were surprised by this news when I when you heard about it. No, I can't say I was surprised. I mean, it, like, like a few things going on, it's an end of an era, I suppose. But it's, I mean, it has to happen. We're moving on. It's no longer next gen. It's now gen, current gen. So the the old stuff gotta gotta come, gotta stop at some point. Well, and the. the you know, I'm starting to realize. Let me let me back up off that mistake that also won't be edited. Um, 
I'm coming to realize that there's rationally cynical and jaded, which I would count you and I among that group 98% of the time. And then there's the irrational cynical and jaded that inhabit the internet. And those folks provide me with nothing but chuckle-worthy entertainment. And they, they are convinced this is the sign that Microsoft's going to release Xbox 1.5, yada, 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 yada. You know, and we don't need to get into the whole console schmazzle. I am so happy. Glacenator's not going to like hearing this whoever listens to this episode, but I'm so fucking happy we're not covering another E3. I, I have zero intention of watching anything to do with E3 this year. Uh, we're going to discuss it another time in this show. Um, where does the 360 rank for you? Like, for me, it's different because it's the first console... I didn't buy secondhand. I didn't play, you know, piggyback play with a cousin or a friend. Uh, it's the first true console I've ever owned and, and rode out through a good three quarters of the generation. I gave up on it about year nine and a half, I think, when everybody else started moving on to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But where does it rank up for you in your lifetime? You've you've used way more consoles than I have. Well, um I would have to say it ranks pretty high. I certainly got my use out of my 360 or 360s, I suppose. Uh, the, uh, I mean, in, in, the, in the time I've had it, <clears throat> which would probably put it around, I guess I got it, I mean, I'm sure I could look back at my, my history and see when I actually played my first game on it, but, you know, I, I got it on a, on a Gears of War bundle um, when the, at a time when, the, when I, you know, me being a Nintendo junkie, I was finding that the Wii didn't have the was slowing down on the releases, and I was looking for an alter, an alternative. And I had a PS while I had a PS2 um, for Guitar Hero at the time, and a couple of other Sony exclusives. I was looking for something a little more a little more current at the time, and uh, I got a three. I picked a 360 over PS3 at the time because of the price. It was it was much cheaper at that time, and I got. Uh, Gears of War and I want to say and uh, Lego Star Wars I think were, were in the bundle or something like that and uh, yeah I kind of didn't look back I mean in the time in the time that I got it I, I now have a gamer score of like forty three thousand and um, so I put a lot of time in my three sixty and between the games and the apps you know Netflix my, my three sixty became my my Netflix box uh, for the first it was the first thing I got for that and um, First time I had the Netflix that was on was on that, and um, I mean, you know, it, it got it certainly got as much use as my GameCube did, and my and probably more than my Wii did uh, in the end. So, it, as much as I'm a Nintendo fanboy, I'm definitely would put it up there in my in my top, in my, I would say my top three consoles that I've ever owned, just for for longevity and library and you know, hours put in with it. Yeah, when I bought mine, I bought mine with COD 4's release, um, and it's really where Pat and I started becoming better friends. Uh, we had played, I guess I guess we played COD a little bit, but then we really got into Gears of War. So yeah, I probably got mine a little bit before yours. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my achievement score. Uh, <laughs> just because I can't remember. I'm actually not that far behind you. I think I was in 30, I think I was like at 32,000 or something mm-hmm. when I gave up on the game. Don't you? Hey, I only have three friends. I only have three friends left. Everybody else ditched me. Who's left? Oh, no, I have all... all, all those are friends online. Okay, I still got actually a lot of friends. Um, what's my gamer score? Where do, you, where do you look at that? Anyways, 
I figured it would be a major shooter title type thing. Like, I knew I didn't want to chase the dragon just yet with PC gaming mm-hmm. again. And so I thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to just play them on console. Thirty, Yeah, I was close. 32,533 is what mine ended with. And that's all pure 360. So, um, hey, I have a reputation of a good player. Yeah, my reputation got dinged a few times because Carlos kept fucking nailing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carlos. Oh yeah, that that was the classic times. Uh, yeah, the uh, in the since I've been back in California from Alabama, which is getting close now to a decade. Um, there's only been two two people on the internet that have truly gotten under my skin, and he'd be one of them. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I but I have no ill will against the guy, and and he taught me a lot. He taught he taught me about. How what kind of people I want to play with and and how far to push, making fun of somebody and trolling somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, no, the the Xbox, I definitely didn't ex- intend for it to become as much a part of my gaming experience as it did. Uh, I played a lot more RPGs on there than I thought I would. I played a lot of arcade titles, which I didn't think would be the case when I first got it. Um. And it was a solid console. And the funny thing about me coming from my background, the Red Ring thing, we covered that as news and we covered the changes when we were first doing WonderPod. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through a couple 360s. I've got one of the last elites now. I don't even know if it'd fire up. That's how long it's been since. I'm... In fact, it's soon going to go, it and my PS2 are going to go out in the other room in front of the uh, 32-inch TV that the Wii sits unused. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to be rearranging my office to run two desktop computers in here. But uh, the Red Ring thing never really bothered me because I come from a PC gaming background where power supplies can explode, where video cards break down on you. You know, did it cost more? Yes, but I never really bothered with futzing around and going to Microsoft about anything or trying to find a repair place to fix a console that they weren't qualified to repair. Right. I just traded them in at GameStop. <laughs> They'd take the broken one, send it back to Microsoft. I'd get one for, you know, I I, I really don't think I lost too much money doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was usually down maybe uh, 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's it's definitely made me, you know, look to console as some kind of a of, of part of my gaming uh, universe. Like, I'll eventually get a PS4, because that's what the bulk of my friends right now have. But I'm not... It, it didn't hook me enough that I'm in a massive, massive hurry to to jump back in again. Mm-hmm. You were going to say something about broken Xboxes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, I had two Xboxes fail on me. Um, one was replaced. The second was um, um, fixed and returned to me. And... Uh, and then, and then that box is still holding up, and, th- and that one is actually Wanda's has Wanda's Xbox that she has in the other room for watching movies, Netflix, and playing, you know, the, the odd game every now and again. And because uh, I, I, I got a, um, a, a one of the original elite, elite ones, not one of the the more, the more slimmer ones that they have now, but uh, yeah, that's what I have the original fatter yeah, elite, the fatter elite. Yes, yeah, that's what I have, and. 
Yeah, I mean it's held up well. This this one anyway. Um, yeah, I mean we've gone we've got two Xboxes in the house, and you know we use them. I, I, I between between Peter and myself, uh, I wouldn't say that there's, there's not there aren't very many there aren't very many days that the Xbox doesn't get turned on to do something, whether that's Netflix or whether that's you know anything from Connect Adventures for Peter or 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 Lego something to uh, you know me with my giant back catalog of downloaded games that I'm currently going through, which is a little bit sickening. But anyway, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, it's. I can't complain about it, right? I've gotten so much use out of it. Yeah, it definitely... It caught a lot of flack due to the Red Ring. And, and deservedly so. Yes. Uh, yeah. See, I still, waff, I still waffle on that, and people go, oh, you're sticking up for a corporation, this and that. No, I grew up with PC gaming. I wish people would understand... You know, the people that didn't live through the early days of PC... Don't understand why I'm so fucking meh about it, about the 360. <laughs> By the way, I went through two. One red ringed, and the other one uh, was a broken disk drive. And I just, when Microsoft told me how long it was going to be to fix a broken disk drive, I just immediately went down to GameStop and traded it in. And mm-hmm. in, fact, in fact, it was one of the gals at GameStop that was working, late, nice ladies that was working at GameStop, that told me I could just trade it in, even Red Ring. They'd get a credit from Microsoft, and Microsoft would fix it and sell it refurbished, or I forget what their practice was. But that, you know, I think why it became so much bigger, John, the fact they got shit, you're absolutely right. They deserved it. But why I think it became such a bigger thing is no console had that kind of hardware failure to that point. Yeah, that's right. And I, I suspect that if they really soup up the Xbox One and the PS4 for VR and AR and all this other crap, it's going to happen more. It's going to happen again. You know, because that's that's the thing. They the the more heat you start to generate with a machine, the more processing power and RAM and GPU you give to it, the more likely you have of a catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. You know? Sony, it was a lot of the fact that Sony built the PS3 well. But it was also luck. <laughs> and Sony did have some hardware failures. That's just, that was really the opening salvo of the hive mind mentality where we're all always going to be negative 100% of the time and we're always going to glom on to whatever the cultural narrative is, which was mm-hmm. Xbox 360. So, you know, Sony's always had a lot of luck outside of the hack and sliding through with shit that should have really gotten pummeled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I have I have I have a an approximate date of when I got my my uh, my Xbox 360. It would have been it looks like September 2008. Yeah, mine was uh right after Christmas, like 2 days after Christmas 2007. Yeah. Because I I actually braved the Best Buy like not the day after Christmas, but the day after that. Mhm. To run up the and then they didn't have a copy of COD 4, so I had to go I forget where I finally got COD 4. I had to go like three places to get it. Which I don't know why I was in such a hurry to get it, because as soon as Gla- uh, uh, Patman, Gunsage, and I got a party together, the infamous rocket glitch was going on where dudes could just basically blow you up like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just quit playing the game for, you know, quit playing the game for <laughs> a couple weeks, and then finally it settled them. If you look back through the archives, folks, and hey, we are bringing up stuff from the old show, and you see anything with the name Shield on it, 
Uh, that's because... Why did I do that? I'm trying to set up for the next and I'm not paying attention. Um, that's because once we once we were able to unlock the Riot Shield, which was new to those type of shooter games at that point, you see them everywhere now. The most current thing I can think of is Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, Gunsage would just continuously yell shield over and over again. And they were OP <laughs> as fuck. There was nothing worse than dealing with a fucking shield dude in, in COD. They ended up being more of a clusterfuck than they were worth because the guy that you're, you know, if you were behind the guy with the shield, you had very limited shooting, you know, range. And mm -hmm. if somebody chucked a grenade in there, they were getting a three for or a two for, depending on how many guys were behind the guy with the shield. Um, it was a nice idea, but in that kind of shooter, it made very little sense. Like the, the, t the footage I've seen of Rainbow Six Siege where they're used. It makes more sense because you're SWAT busting into a house, you know. So you're a guy behind the shield covering the other guys as they take out the bad guys. Right. Um, but now, overall, I, I I'd say that that the 360 had had a, had a good lifespan. It, even though I haven't played on all the consoles, I don't know where I would rank it. At probably bottom half of top ten, I guess. Just based on longevity, amount of titles, uh, you know, sales, all that. I guess it's probably, yeah, it's probably like seven or eight. Somewhere. I, I, so you're talking in, in general or you're talking about your personal? In general. Oh, in general. So we, we, I'm sorry, were you asking me for overall or my personal? No, you're, I was asking you for your ah. personal. Okay, I, okay. I really don't have enough to compare it against for me to do personal. You know, because it's the only one I've really ridden on an entire generation. Like the PS2 I've got sitting under there, uh, neighbor Fred gave that to me for free because he had no more use for it because he bought it for a DVD. It was a cheap, cheaper than a DVD player at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I. But yeah, I would say seven to ten somewhere is probably where I would list it all time because as much as the nostalgia goggles give people, you know warm and fuzzies about certain a lot of consoles there was a lot of them that were garbage didn't sell well you know and it didn't have that great a game catalog and i'm not factoring in anything to do with the xbox one or ps4 because their generation's not over mm -hmm. i don't know overall what it is what is it for you i'll ask you since i shot that out there for for my reasons today well i mean i mean there's so much uh, parity between in MP and PS3 on, on 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 you know crossover games or multi multi platform games, I mean it's got to be up there. You know it's probably yeah you said seven or eight. I'd probably I'd probably say that. Yeah, it's somewhere bottom half of the top ten mm -hmm. uh, for me. I, I again I, I'm I'm one of those people when you when you kind of connect this to sports and comparing eras of players uh, or athletes. I, it's such a clusterfuck, and it's why yeah. I've stated a thousand times I hate lists mm -hmm. because I'm, it's so subjective. And you just it, even I, as much as I like to be logic based and just a complete fucking cynic, I I have my favorites of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, are they yeah. going to get ranked higher than some other things, fairly or unfairly? Probably so. But I mean, even I mean, despite of what I just said about about multi platform games and stuff, I, I will say one thing for the three hundred and sixty. You know, it it definitely changed the changed the way um, games are approached from a multiplayer online networking perspective. I mean, PS3 has a lot of the same features and it's improved now. But when 360 came out, PS3 was you know quite a bit behind, um, and Nintendo is still catching up in that regard in terms of a 
of a steady, you know, all all encompassing, you know, um, OS and on, an online component, right? Um, you know, they really were at the forefront of, of all that stuff. The, you know, the, the idea of, of an achievement system and and as well and, and and being able to talk and and you know jump in and out of games, you know, pretty pretty seamlessly. You know, if you think about it, um, compared to some systems, <laughs> you know, being just not being able to to, to, to do that. Is, I, um, oh, sorry. Oh, did you want to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I flubbed it. I just fucked it, John. Is what happened there. All right. So I, I think I think in terms of how modern games are expected to be, <clears throat> even the concept of an online store. I mean, DLC. This is how games are today. A lot of that came from the original, you know, the launch of the 360 in those early times. Um, I mean, the impact of that alone is is probably worthwhile to bump it up with another spot or two. If, if, outside, of, I mean, I mean, if you, if you want to go talk about library, you want to talk about you know nostalgia and what it means you know to me as a kid, all that kind of stuff. It's a bit different, different ball game, but in, in this how how the business is today versus what it was in two thousand six or whenever it was released, um, it, it is quite a bit different. You know, the achievement thing it, it is probably something that needs to be talked about a lot in any obituary of the uh, of the three sixty. Mm-hmm. Or eulogy, if you, if you'd prefer, but I always kind of feel wonky about that because it, yeah, it's a thing that definitely took hold in gaming, but it's not something I'd say move gaming forward. <laughs> it just no. gave people more shit to argue about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but what happened something... when you said you had forty one thousand? What was my instant response? Oh, how far behind am I? Well, yeah, and, exactly. And generally, right. I don't give a flying fuck. My e penis is. Like I just swam in a fucking iceberg because that's how little I care. But but it's it's just human instinct. Oh well, he's got this. Like what do I got? Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, I don't have as much. Well, I mean, I mean, there's achievements, but there's also like online leaderboards. Just yeah, I mean, no, it's 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 all it's all that kind of thing. That can, like exactly what you're saying. That little competitive edge that you have with your friends to make to push you to to, to play a little longer, try to get another one one more achievement, and you know. That that came from the from the 360 in most part. Right, but again, I I think that them adapting the party system, you know, or 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 voice voice parties was was a much bigger deal as yes. far as overall. That that's all I'm trying to say is. Oh yeah, I I agree, I agree with that. Much, but but that, but other than something to argue with your friends, you know, it it, it just. I I I don't see it being something that like gaming historians look back on a hundred years from now as it's a footnote, but it's not a major major. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I I think achievements mean less now than they did when the, when the 360 was you know roaring in its prime. I, I I just mean it was a. I know for me it was a, it was it was a, it was a one of the things that drew me back to to keep going was that my EPNS did matter to me quite a bit for a, for a little while there, which is why. You know, I I probably got to thirty thousand, just wanted to make that number you know as huge as it could be, and and you know, and I've only added to it since then. But it's not, but it hasn't been at the same you know frantic rate in the beginning. But but but, but what you said is true. I mean, it's it's the it's the online um, environment, the online system. You know, the chatting, jumping in and out of the game is you know just pressing a button and joining someone else's game with like. This might be stuff that was available on PC to a degree, but 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 360 was the first place where it, where it worked well on console. Well, it, I I think Microsoft 
was the best primed to do it this or do it that early, you know, to do it in 2007 because they have it because PC had all those capabilities. You know, Skype was around, TeamSpeak was around, that one that was before TeamSpeak that I used to use all the time that I can't, Vent, Ventrilo, uh, you know, before that it was Battlecom, which sounded like you were, it sounded like some of those early episodes of WonderPod where we are emanating from a train tunnel, um, and there was no fixing it, but you were just so amazed you were talking in voice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Microsoft also, obviously being a major factor in PC was probably the most primed to do it when they did it. Sony or Nintendo would have would have innovated there sooner or later, even if uh, you know if MS hadn't been around. But I think Microsoft had a just a better understanding of how important this was because even in two thousand seven, it wasn't major. I I didn't get my first serious headset until probably like PC headset. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I shouldn't really judge it off myself because again, I was, I was gone in the land of 56K, not dealing with a dial up. Uh, but I really didn't give a fuck about voice until about the same time on PC until about the same time I got to 360, mm-hmm. you know, and because in a lot of cases you just didn't want to, you didn't want to deal with it because you think people are dicks now. You know, you you go to an online game and it's on PC. It's usually one guy trying to be funny or just trying to be rude or offensive or racist or just be a twelve year old, which is usually what they are. Uh, you know, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. It was it was like ten of them at the same time, <laughs> and and so I just much preferred to not deal with it. And I still don't when I'm playing with randoms. I just mute everybody. You know, unless somebody shows shows that they're, they're, they're actually going to play the game, you know. Um, but I, I think about my Left 4 Dead experiences in particular, you know, being well, able to being able to play that four-player co-op and chat the whole time and strategize and or freak out together, all that stuff. I mean, for, for me, as a, as a console-only Nintendo, you know, guy, you know, at that time, that was one of the more, more unique experiences in, in gaming that I, that I had ever had. Um, up to that point, um, and that that wouldn't have been possible if Left 4 Dead was on a Nintendo system. No, Left 4 Dead. That's where another aspect of voice comes in, and it is a game like Left 4 Dead would not have been possible, mm-hmm. would not have been nearly worth a shit. Because the best experience I had on 360, and I've yammered about this a bunch of times. Well, hopefully, there's been enough shows <laughs> passed between that I can do it again. Uh, the Destructoid Forum crew put together game nights, basically. Uh, and I played with hell. I saw I saw a few names f- from those days on my list when I was looking at the Xbox Live webpage. You know, you got eight people in there, and not only not only would we play co op some nights with all the yelling and screaming, but we would play horde mode or versus mode. And so you got the enemy and the survivors sitting there in the same thing, and so you're just messing with people. And nobody ever got upset. Nobody ever got pissed off. Nobody ever tried to take it too seriously. Uh, if you've ever heard the term "left for med pack," that's where that came from. Not us, we, but we did it. Where you just basically run with a med pack in front of you and see how far you can get, you know. And that's that's the kind of gaming. When I'm having bad moments gaming, where I'm having times where I just, why do I still do this <laughs> as a hobby? Mm. I I try to think about those those times or or times I played with you and Glace and some of the wonder plays we did because 
that's the kind that's the kind of gaming you should be shooting for you know it it's it, people are gonna get upset sometimes I'm obviously pretty famous was pretty famous for it at times during the 360 thing but if if you can get the bulk of your gameplay to be that kind of fun then you're doing something right and so it it, it definitely it definitely has things that it, it definitely had features and components that made it more fun to play and sped up the process. You know, we'd have got to that same point. I just think we got there a little quicker because Microsoft decided to take the plunge to give people the option to talk. I, I do miss, I do miss though, people typing type killer in chat. That, 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 that was always fun in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, you running around a corner and see some dick you knew was typing and trying to write an opus of how you're cheating and hacking um, and you shoot them in the face. <laughs> and then they scream type killer. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the 360 before we talk about something actually we just brought up a minute ago? <laughs> uh, I don't know. So long and thanks for all the fish. Hello? <laughs> Mute button. Ah. Uh, if you're a fan of COD, I didn't catch the, or I don't remember the, the version 2016 that's coming out. I can't say this much just from the name alone. It's not a world war two shooter, so I don't give a flying fuck about it. Um, but the rumors started to crop up that if you bought a certain, you know, collection or a certain, certain package with the, the next COD, which if I remember right, it was like a, Call of Duty 4 or Call of Duty Infinite or something like that. It sounded like we are running out of fucking things to do edition is what it sounded like to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. That you would get a copy of COD Modern Warfare, uh, known as COD 4 to me. Uh, Apparently only me, because I confuse people on a couple social media places by calling it COD 4. Um, Remastered. So an HD page off of a game that came out in 2007. Oh, I can't wait until they get into the trend of doing all this shit that's coming out in 2016 in a beautiful 1080p and remastering it in 4K in like a year. Because they're cunts. (laughs) Now, all the rumors I've heard up to this point makes it sound like Activision is a bunch of idiots... And going to only give this to you if you buy the super duper deluxe package. And I I haven't seen any confirmation this is going to be sold standalone. That's just gotta be coming, doesn't it, John? If this is because what it did happen is the COD Twitter account, and I did look it up, posted at some point when the rumors started to to start appearing to stay frosty, which was a catchphrase from Modern Warfare. Mm. Um, they're going to sell this on its own, even if they make it part of a collector's edition. That's what oh. they're calling it. Oh, you know it. For sure. Even if it's Imagine a... if they try not to, though. I'm going to laugh. It's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're definitely going to. Why, why wouldn't they? I have no intention of buying it. I don't care. I, 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 it's not old enough. No, it's, it's I'm just not fucking old enough. No, and and I and I played it through. I played. I got all the achievements. <laughs> to bring that back, and uh, yeah, I'm okay. I only didn't get the veteran achievement and the break all the TVs achievement. I think that was called. Did I get veteran code one? 
might have got better in, in the original Modern Warfare. I think it was Modern Warfare 2 where I fucking went, you know, if I have to run down this hill one more time through 50 set pieces trying to start <laughs> all at once, I am going to smash my Xbox and smash my TV. Part of me misses that rage because that does play well on YouTube. You know, shows like Rage Quit and has <laughs> the MLG Pro, who I love watching because there's... If there's something funnier than a raging gamer, it's a raging Scottish gamer that you have to at least watch like a dozen of his videos <laughs> before you can understand him. And Agent K's no help because he talks like he's from England. He doesn't talk in his Scottish accent enough, so it took me a while to be able to understand Azzy and Chowboy. But they are hilarious to watch. Mm -hmm. But I I just can't get to that level of rage anymore. I just don't... I, I, I If I know it's going to piss me off that bad, I don't put in... I just don't even bother. Like we were talking about with Dark Souls. I know what that's going to do. Could I beat a Dark Souls game? Do I have the skills to do so? Yes. Would I much rather do something else? Also, yes. But no, I, my problem with with this is it's going to be 60 bucks. Because if you want to know Activision's greatest scam they've ever pulled, and it's this is the only podcast I've ever heard it on, because I'm a dick, Activision overprices everything. Go look on Steam sometime of what fucking, like, Modern Warfare 2. They want 20 bucks for the original Modern Warfare 2. Oh, it's complete horseshit. It's the only reason why I haven't played anything beyond uh, 4. Yeah. I, I, I managed to get Modern Warfare 2 uh, borrowed from a friend. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, I'm not paying that kind of money for a game that's that old. Forget it. Yeah, and because the, the press and the, the media... You know, they, they they tie into, ooh, EA's evil. Well, now we backed off EA. Oh, we're going to hammer fucking Ubisoft to no end. Uh, you know, and then some dipshit douchebag said something about crunch time. You know, the media didn't know anything about crunch time. <laughs> didn't change fuck all. But they went after that guy because he was a fucking douchebag and deserved every goddamn last bit of battering he got. But the problem <laughs> is, is with this herd mentality of moving from one fucking controversy to the next, a lot of them worth having a spotlight on a lot of them i really pick your battles people nobody has ever nailed activision to the wall for the pricing of that shit like even ea that everybody holds up and votes in polls because they're fucking sheeple as the worst company ever i picked up cod4 with or cod fuck a duck battlefield 4 with all the fucking dlc plus premium which gets me into Servers faster, which you would think after four years wouldn't matter, mm. <laughs> but it kind of does actually. Um, for twenty bucks or twenty five bucks, <laughs> you know, and it's like that. Activision has games out there that are as old as Battlefield Four, and they're still charging thirty bucks for it. Yeah, fuck that. And so I know this is going to be overpriced. And you know what? The fucking sheep will go flying off the cliff, and and purchase it in droves and think they're getting something great. It's the same fucking game. Oh, they're going to add a zombie mode to it, maybe. That's that's not even part of the rumor. That's me saying that. <laughs> Please feel free to start it as a rumor. I'd love to see people shitting themselves in my Twitter feed tomorrow. That'd be hilarious. Um, I'm starting to realize that outside of like a half dozen people or maybe a dozen, I'm starting to use Twitter as like my own virtual zoo, and I'm not sure that's what they <laughs> intended it for. It's probably not. I'm probably doing it wrong. Be my guess. Well, what have I ever done anything right and not used three quarters of my entertainment 
or excuse me, three quarters of my internet stuff for my own personal perverted, twisted entertainment. Um, I'm a dick. At least I admit it. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, but it, but it, if they do, if they do, and I still think there's a pretty decent chance that they try that at least at first. You know, the old let's see if we can get away with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. If they really think I'm buying a modern, worn-out, half of what's left of Infinity Ward Call of Duty to get this piece of shit, you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Especially since Collector's Edition usually means over 100 USD or 5000 Canadian dollars, given how they love the fuck Canada. Not just Activision, everybody. <laughs> um, no, you know. And the sad thing is, is their single players are usually pretty decent. The only single player on normal that made me want to just smash my Xbox and smash my TV was World at War. Mm-hmm. And that was not a bad World War II shooter. It was just the Japan every Japanese NPC came with like 10,000 grenades and threw all 10,000 of them at once. You know, it became like virtual whack-a-mole. <laughs> you couldn't fucking do anything. You just, you get in a set piece where there's five guys, they're throwing five grenades all at once. Fuck it, you're dead. (laughs) You know, and so that was just bad coding. But honestly, the last COD I played was was, uh, the original Blops, the original Black Ops. And, you know, I I liked it enough to to play the uh, second one, Mm -hmm. but not for 60 bucks. And so, like you said, they don't ever drop them in price enough. It's only worth like 15 to 20 bucks to me to play the single player, you know. And I've always been a much bigger fan of Battlefield. Yeah. Problem for Call of Duty, and it's only going to get worse with these like 27 zillion arena shooters coming out. That's that's an accurate number. I swear to God, it feels like <laughs> it some days. Um, if I want that twitchy 12-year-old yelling at me in Russian, I'll go play Counter-Strike. And I'm done in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, depending on how long, depending on if I play casual or competitive, you know? And guess what? Mm-hmm. That cost me 15 bucks. <laughs> and if you don't want to deal with the 12 year old screaming in Russian or yelling a la a la snack bar throughout the whole match, you can go play against bots. Get your ass kicked, call it a day. Or kick their ass, depending on what kind of bots you set it on. So, yeah, it's still rumor. Fuck knows if it'll be verified by the time we're done or not, but that's the thing. Okay. Um, two pieces of Nintendo to take us out of here tonight. The first is from Eurogamer. I'm just going to pull up the articles super quick because I'm not fucking prepared. I'm not fucking prepared. But the the news is, is that Fire Emblem, a simulation RPG cross, I would call it, mostly because that's what I read, and Animal Crossing are coming to smartphones next. The rumor being sometime this fall. Uh, those seem like pretty smart titles given how much love they get on 3DS and Wii U. Mm-hmm. To, to, to put out on mobile, doesn't it? Even, yeah, even if Even if neither of them were something you'd want to play, doesn't that seem like a good good second wave into into mobile? I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 the ultimate cash cow, I'm sure, is a Mario game, but maybe they're trying to put together something a little more, a little more, uh, a little meatier than Animal Crossing may need to be. Uh, the, um, the other one, you just said the name. Uh, oh my God, Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem. Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yeah, Fire Emblem is is, is a, you know it's a tactical strategy game. So 
maybe creating scenarios and that maybe they'll create from other other games and put together a little package but maybe mario takes a little more work a little more maybe they want a little more polish but i mean animal crossing you know it kind of ain't broke i suppose um but having it on mobile would be pretty neat if it's depending on how many features they include. If it's if it's just like Happy Home Designer, where all you do is decorate your house, maybe not so much. But if it's a, if it's a fleshed out game, I could probably get on board with that. Both would have my attention and probably be purchased by me, especially since I have um, I still have like a lot of money. <laughs> In my Google Play wallet because I don't buy that many apps and people have given me gift cards <laughs> multiple times. Um, but it's going to come down to price for sure. And it will be a big delay if this is one of those fucking bullshit. Oh, it's out on iOS first because we think that's the one that has a bigger install base and we're cunts. That'll put them off for like six months and I may wait till it's on sale. Because as I ranted about when... Mitomo came out, at this point, there's no fucking excuse for that bullshit, even from Nintendo. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I I think... I, I would suspect that they're a little leery of putting out a platformer because of how wonky platforming can be for some people on Touch That's and Gyroscope. True. That's true. That would be my suspicion there. And and so I think it's a combination of they want they still want to see if this'll do well. You know, why put why put your trip why put your grade A meat out there if you don't know they're gonna buy it? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, before they commit. Right. And you know how Nintendo cautious Nintendo is. Mm-hmm. Which ninety nine times out of hundred bites them in the ass. They're gonna my my fear and I feel it's a legitimate fear. Is they're going to fuck themselves with price. They're going to try and fifteen ninety or fourteen ninety nine these things, and I'm going to laugh and not touch them. And I would play both, even though it would mean playing my first Animal Crossing game. And it doesn't matter if we're doing a podcast or not. If I finally play an Animal Crossing game, I'm never hearing the end of it from Glazenator. After him starting the rumor that I hate Animal Crossing and me running with it. Um... <laughs> This, yeah, I hate Animal Crossing, the same guy that played uh, Viva Pinata to no end on 360. Um, but so I'm really hardcore. Um, but yeah, that would be my biggest fear with this is they're just gonna they're gonna pull a square Enix and try and make these 1499 titles, and they'll get some people to bite at that, but it's not it's not going to meet the sales numbers, they're gonna want Mm -hmm. because i just have this feeling that the powers that be at nintendo aren't changing and they're going to have really unrealistic uh expectations on purpose you know because between this and the next bit of news we're going to do i'm really souring on nintendo fast as as staying competitive now that could very well change in the next four months but I, yeah. I I just see a lot of things that are I I've I've held off bashing on them and I'm still going to I'm not going to say anything tonight I I don't a don't have any thoughts prepared and b it's it's not uh, it's not something I want to get into but I I just am not seeing any signs of change in culture or attitude with them and I I don't it's weird man yeah 
I, I don't I don't know. But that leads us to the next thing, which is Nintendo announces March 2017 launch for Nintendo NX, and we still haven't seen it, which really you gotta see it a full year in advance to know. Sometimes I think not showing people shit it does you better, you know? Because that mm -hmm. gives the people a whole year to build up hate about things that and Zelda is delayed, which tells me now that I'm never buying a Wii U because Zelda's coming out on the NX. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're you're out. You know this. You're gonna. You. When I heard that it was gonna be co-released on Wii U and NX, I, I mean, I don't have any doubt in my mind that that NX will be fully Wii U com back compatible, and that, you know, whether that's down whether that's download titles or whatever whatever is gonna be, I, I I think it's gonna be, you know, it'll, it'll it'll do all this. I think it's gonna do all the same things. So why why even bother unless you're unless it's ridiculous prohibitively expensive why would you buy a wii u you know the the other bit of news and this is really the meat of what i wanted into with the nintendo thing uh is it will not be at, at at e3 the nx won't be they'll be focusing on games coming out for wii u oh i think you need to back that up they'll be focusing on game they're only showing one game at e3 and i've heard multiple from a couple different sources I trust. So let's oh, has, You're has right that, that you're has, right has that, that expanded? Well, that was on Twitter. Ah, okay. And so I'll put it one level below being something I will report as fact, but it's people on Twitter who are in the industry that I trust. I suspect Nintendo thinks or Nintendo is wants you to focus on the one game they're going to show and I don't even remember what fucking game it is now. It's Zelda. It's the No, Zelda. they're showing up to Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. But it's again, it's how it's how ass backwards Nintendo is. They want you to focus on that. They don't think that they're kind of like some people I work with in my family. They don't think you're capable of paying attention to more than one thing at once. And again, what what I heard is is something something I will put confidence in, but will not. But it's still a rumor, for lack of a better term. Uh, here's the thing, though. Jeff Gertzman of Giant Bomb and grumpy curmudgeon that he is, and I can call him that because we're probably close to the same age, would be my guess. Uh, or I might be even slightly older, who knows. Uh, everybody was flipping out at Nintendo not showing the NX at E3, right? Mm -hmm. And my first thing was, why are you surprised at this? They don't, they've been doing their own thing for, what, three years now? You know, with the directs? Right. Um, wasn't the last big production they had at E3, the Wii U, essentially? I think so. Which yeah. Is, I, I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, which tells us it had to be three or four years ago. But Gertzman's thing is, Gertzman's thing, and I should have saved the tweet and I didn't, I apologize, but I'll paraphrase how I took it. That's essentially, this just is another nail in the coffin that E3 is a, a, a worthy uh, showplace anymore. And given the EA's not going to be there and doing its own thing around E3 and Activision's doing the same thing, I kind of tend to agree with Gertzman. This isn't Nintendo so much being asked backwards as it is carrying on what they've already been doing and seeing that E3 is just not worth their effort. Mm -hmm. How, what do you what do you think about that? It, it is definitely a way to look at it. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, considering they didn't really they don't really have much of an E3 presence anyway um especially not not a not a uh present not a big presentation you know the uh, press conference but you know 
it's just weird not to have more than one game playable on the floor if, if that's if that's what this implies. Found the tweet. Thank God Gertzman doesn't tweet much. I'm sure there's a multitude of reasons behind the move, but Nintendo not showing NX at E3 also says some things about E3's relevance. Nintendo has built its own pipeline for info via Nintendo Direct. They don't need to line line that up with E3 to reach people. So, hmm. I kind I agree with him. You know, and Gertzman always gets battered, and I saw some I saw some fellow press batter him for that for for like just trying to be contrarian and. Yeah, maybe that's true, but Gertzman also is one of the few that remains standing, no matter how much sometimes I'm like, really? Fuck off. That just pretty much spits his opinion and leaves it at that. You know, it's not it's not dictated by cultural theme and yada yada, all the other bullshit that I've been talking about for the last three or four years. Right. So I I I I tend to think he just put that out there for food for thought and that and in this case I think he's right. Nintendo has its own pipeline. They don't see E3 as relevant. And it, it does, to me, say something about E3's relevance overall when you take into account that, you know, that, that uh, EA's not really concerned about it. And I can't, now I'm second-guessing myself. It's either Activision or Ubisoft who also doesn't give a fuck. Microsoft and Sony are always going to be there until they close up the door. They may be doing press conferences afterwards. Microsoft because they want to be king again, and Sony because they think they're going to be king forever. Mm-hmm. No matter what they do, <laughs> and if that PS one point five or whatever four point five is as crappy an upgrade as the rumors suggest, their kingdom may come become crumbling down around them at this year's E three. Yeah, I, I I still don't know about that guy. What 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 that's going to be all about? Or, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Though I, one of the things I I I read about the Nintendo announcement about you know ha- having the the NX uh, is coming in March 2017, and as well as Zelda, and not not showing at E3 might be a, a an opportunity an opportunity to let the the, the VR stuff kind of have its have its spot, and you know, just as that that you know, mega buster of a of news and releases and and buzz has a chance to die down, that they can come in with with NX and. And have its own presentation, you know, with the with the direct and stuff, as a, as a strategic way to, to make sure it has some spotlight and not get overshadowed by everybody's doing VR, not not just you know one or two, but Sony's in particular, I suppose, at, at E3. Yeah, I, I I suspect E3 is going to be a clusterfuck of people attempting to explain to us that VR's now mainstream and we must all conform, and it's not. No. Sony still hasn't proven to me they have a box capable of running it. PC, it's still probably three or four years off before they can make it affordable enough for the average schmuck, not just the diehards. But it's going to be what's talked about at E3. It's yet another reason why I don't give a flying fuck about E3 this year. You know, I, I'm just really with VR right now. I'm just really happy when it indicates that this thing, that indie games that I thought looked cool were built for VR, so I can just pass them in my Steam Play and move on to something else. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it will. I think most of those games will play without VR, but I have the sneaking suspicion that it it's not going to be very good looking without the VR. Also, too, Nintendo's profits were down again, but. <sighs> And the media that still attempts to act like this is news and a big uh, schmazzle are idiots. <laughs> they haven't done anything worthy of making a profit. They're not Sony. 
who does have other, you know, uh, who, who does have other divisions, although the PS4 is pretty much holding up Sony at this point. Oh, yeah, speaking yeah, pretty, of that, much. Sony has shipped 40 million units. Remember that. That was in hard copy paper. Remember that, because what Sony's going to do, their little PR doofs will wait until you people who don't give a fuck about business, because you're sheeple, forget that, and then that's going to get turned into sold. You watch, but it's bullshit. Sold's about half that, I think, from what I could tell. Hmm. Which is still great. Good for Sony. But that shipped and sold bullshit, God, I don't. I think Sony started it, but whoever started it, it was one of the three are assholes. Yeah, th there's an update here um, that Nintendo has confirmed, and it looks like this update was put in about two hours before I heard contrary via Twitter. But... So that tells me there's still, it's still not concrete enough for me. There, that's the best way to put it. I, I'm still not convinced that that Sony doesn't or Sony Nintendo doesn't have something up its sleeve. Mm -hmm. But that's also the show floor. See, people, people, people seem to think that oh, it's not going to be at E3 on the show floor, so that means it won't exist. You know, that doesn't mean that they're not going to have some kind of presser. Because, I mean, Nintendo Direct had nothing to do with E3, yet we scheduled time to watch it, right? We put mm -hmm. it in the in the format of our E3 show. So if you got all eyes focused on one thing and you add something to it and put PR about it, people are just going to add that into their routine of having to cover it so that they don't, you know, have people asking them, why the hell didn't you talk about this? That, so, I mean, it, E3 is just a time of year, how it's presented really doesn't matter. That's kind of why I'm I'm hemming and hawing about Zelda being the only thing we hear about. Yeah. Because Nintendo's been pretty good at doing that. Yeah, it, it, just, <clears throat> it just it seems unlikely that it would just be one singular game, but it's, you know, a lot, some of it depends on what the NX is, I think. Well, uh, the one singular game also could indicate that that part is true, but then a month later, they're going to have this big, massive presentation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and again, it's press pundits who drive this lead time bullshit. If they don't talk about and show the NX till October, I would be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that that's, that's enough time to keep the press happy and get commercials out for Christmas. To get it in people's minds for when it comes out. Because people pay more, you know, marketing at Christmas... I've seen plenty of research that indicates even if it's not releasing until January and shit, people people are paying attention at during the holidays. Gaming industry doesn't seem to have read the same research because they still try and cram everything asshole first into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing here I was reading on Gertzman's Twitter timeline while I was looking up those tweets, uh, but he just said that they actually kind of, he brings up a good point. Maybe it's nostalgia talking, but Inf Infinite Warfares, which is what the next COD is called. God, what a lame name. Is they it really? Yeah, it's called Infinite Warfare. Barf. It's still not as bad as what PlayStation or Sony named their fap helmet, but god damn it's neck and neck. Um, <sighs> it's going to be have to be pretty amazing if they're shipping it along a remastered Modern Warfare 1. You know he brings up a really good point. <laughs> Because you know how the hive mind's horde mentality works. 
But see, that's the thing. If they're shipping it alongside, that could be a, an avenue of why they try and pull the we're only going to sell it to you if you buy a collector's edition. So mm-hmm. then they can count a copy of, copy of Pi Warfare. That's its new name. Pi Warfare. <laughs> and I would have liked that better. Just P-I, too. Not, not P-I-E. Just Pi Warfare, which uh-huh. is infinite. I'm explaining it to people that might not get that joke. I don't. I God, I hope our audience is that smart at least. Um, uh, you know, so they can count a copy of Inf- Pie Warfare and a copy of Remastered, and then maybe a few months later, go, oh, we've heard all your outrage, and uh, we're tired of our PR guy having a pitchfork stuffed up his ass, so we'll release it solo for the low, low price of sixty bucks. <laughs> Here's the other funny thing too. Some some somebody tweeted it uh, at at Gertzman. Unless it's just a campaign, in which case, why bother? This proves how old I am, and this proves that whatever the whoever this dude is, and I'm not clicking on his Twitter because I don't care. Is like twelve. Um, I, if I ever bought a remastered copy of Modern Warfare, it would just be to play the single player and see how much better it looked. <laughs> <laughs> played that. Played that fucking. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and Gertzman said the same thing. Yeah, if it's only the campaign, then forget it. Go fuck yourselves, all of you, including you, Gertzman. But you go fuck yourself with love because I do like you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if Activision, see, that's the thing. If, if these guys are missing out on an opportunity because if 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 you gave me just the campaign for twenty bucks, you're gonna get more sales. Mm-hmm. I might buy a copy of COD every year if I just got the campaign for twenty bucks and called it a day. Because that style of, of of multiplayer is not something I care about anymore. You know? I want yeah. objective-based for the most part. Whether it's Arma, whether it's Arma Mods, whether it's Battlefield, that's more the style I'm into now. Part of that's aging. Part of that's just don't care about Twitchy anymore. Really don't. Um, you know, because I, like I like to pawn off a lot of things on getting a little older. But in reality, it's I don't want to practice. I don't want to make it my sole game. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of these guys that are really good at shooters, it's the only fucking thing they play as shooters. I, 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 I can't do that again. I did that once. I'm not doing it again. I got other games I want to give time to. Yeah, um, I, I, can't, I can't see myself just playing shooters. The satisfaction you get with being top of the leaderboard, if you're any kind of human being at all, gets old after a while. Because <laughs> I was in the early days of COD and... and the Medal of Honors that people have forgotten about because that's how shit works. Um, that was made by the guys who became Infinity War. <laughs> also forgotten about a lot. You know, Doom, Quake, all that stuff. But that's the only thing I played. And then, you know, and then I realized, hey, I like RPGs. And hey, I like real-time strategy. And hey, I like this. And hey, you know what? Fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, and so I just... I changed how how I did things because I I got that same way with uh, Diablo two mm-hmm. played nothing but Diablo two holy shit I'm on a Blizzard leader leaderboard ladder holy shit I'm an idiot what is wrong with me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and, and and because you have to explain everything in this fucking modern cut shit out of context age if that's fun for you then good go have fun it, it ain't fun for me. I'm not sure it was fun for me when I was doing it. I probably mm-hmm. thought it was. But video games are supposed to be entertainment. 
when they start becoming like a job. Well, it's work. It's not good. Yeah, no thanks. Unless I'm no. getting paid to do it, then... Well, yeah. that's different. Yeah. Yeah, somebody wants to pay me to play COD and get better at it, I'll practice that fucker 12 hours a day. <laughs> Fair enough. But you're not going to like the price per hour. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, well, that's what I saw somebody... And it, it always sucks when you see people that you kind of like and you enjoy their the whatever content they create or media or this and that say some really stupid shit. Because um, you, like, you don't want to get angry, but you still want to roll your eyes and like slap your head. Uh, it, you know... Um, I saw somebody going, oh yeah, I gave, I gave to Romero and Carmax Kickstarter because I, I, I really want to strip down back to basics shooter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you just gave your fucking age away. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You know, because I, I don't know about for you, but I want more gubbins. I want stuff to play with. I played an ass ton of stripped down basic shooters, you know? Mm-hmm. All those attachments and other dongles and bullshit that you get in modern shooters, if you're good with a basic gun, you're good with those damn things too. It ain't the fact that the guy's got a noob tube. It's the fact that the guy's really good with a noob tube. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. spent the time. Although Battlefield does have a couple weapons that are pretty cheap. Namely the mortar and the UCAV. But they're, mm-hmm. fun, but they're fun as fuck. <laughs> they are really, really greasy weapons. But that's, I mean, but that, but again, it's, it's, it's the mentality. I don't know. I, I can say this that for me, at least keeping an eye on E3 will be interesting. Podcast or no, to get a sense of where gaming may be going. But, even if we were continuing to do WonderPod, I would have a really, really, really hard time making it my sole focus for three or four days. Mm-hmm. This year, at least. I don't I don't know. Do you, do you have a different take on that, knowing what you know about the potential makeup of this year's E3? Mm, uh, I, I'm, I can't say that this year I'm, I'm overly, in, you know... Caught up in what's what's to be announced at E3. Uh, considering I, I don't have any of the systems, and, uh, you know, as well. Like it's not something that's on my radar at the moment. And you know, as if, if you've heard if you've heard any of the news about uh, you know Newfoundland's recent uh, tax increases uh, in the re- most recent budget, I don't think I'll be getting a new system anytime soon. So unless I win one, <laughs> but you know, you know, E3 announcements. I'll listen to see what they are, but it's not something that I'm I'm going to be. Well, I think what a lot of else. I think what a lot of people forget too is you can get you can get a sense of whether gaming's going in a direction that's going to make it a good year for you, and by mm-hmm. year I mean from E3 to E3, right? Or whether you're not going to be buying a lot, you know, local local taxes and things of that nature, which we all have to take into account, notwithstanding. And no, I hadn't heard anything. Um, I hadn't heard anything about that, but that definitely is something that's going to, um, <laughs> definitely going to make you, uh, hmm, how do I put this? It's definitely going to have to be part of your decision-making process, which always blows goats. Yeah. Uh, this, as a side note, I'm, I'm thinking about t- taking up an official John plays his back catalog or the pile of shame, uh, for 2016, 2017. 
<laughs> finally makes him starts chipping away at it for, for realsies. Well, because I don't want anybody to think I sway one way or another in politics, I don't. I hate everybody. Uh, I could make some really good Trudeau jokes right at the moment. Oh, this is nothing. Well, I, nothing, yeah, I no, know. nothing new with federal. This is uh, this is provincial, but uh, but yeah, we're we're getting hosed. So, <laughs> well, it, it's just this whole concept of yeah, I'm all for taxing the rich more, but what where the fuck do you think they're going once they run out of rich people to tax? <laughs> you know, I I think in general people forget that shit costs dollars money. And if you don't have dollars, money from one source, you're going to start looking for another source. That's mm -hmm. why I, I tend to treat all politicians, left, right, far right, far left, far whatever, as bastards and suspect at best. <laughs> because eventually they're going to get around to fucking my level of, of, of wage earner. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's. That's kind of like, that is actually, believe it or not, we have a more what I would term leftist uh, state government, which would be, I, I am going to say, similar to provincial government. Um, and that is the one thing they really haven't gone at yet. It's been a little surprising given who the governor is and the fact that he was governor one time before and people who didn't like him called him Governor Moonbeam. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's Jerry Brown. Uh, you know, so, so that yeah, that kind of sucks. But that, I mean, that one thing though, John, and I don't, I don't like the fact that that it's hampering you, the common man, <laughs> the people they claim that they're going to work for when they go to those offices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you see why I'm a fucking basically a anarchist at this point? I that's what I've been told I am anyway. I don't know. I'm a dude, but anyway. Uh, that is where, at least gaming now, you know, you have lots of sales and lots of other things to keep you occupied while you're working through that back catalog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's, a, like, it, it would be a far more dire situation if this was 10 years ago when you were in that boat? Mm. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, I, mean, I, I know where I am in, in my in my life, in my in my home, in my, in my you know, place in... Right. In, in the world, but I mean, that's true. Um, but it's, yeah, it, 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 for everybody here, it, it makes for some t tight times and, and um, yeah, it's kind of rough. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I, I get that. And I, I feel for, feel for you guys. I just, I just think we have more in gaming these days for, for all income levels, I guess. As far oh, as oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I have, uh, if I, if I, if I, could count how many free games, quote unquote, I've gotten from Xbox Lives. You know, monthly free games. Uh, you know, you can play you can play games forever, because for, for, you know you get um, games for your Xbox One and your 360 if you want them. So, you know, it's um, there, there's there's games to play at at, at 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 good prices. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, the overall situation it sounds horrible and shit, and I feel sorry for you guys, but. I just it, it, it that's that's actually a prime example of how my brain works. It just it just got me to thinking in terms of, you know, gaming used to be uh, if you didn't have a certain level of disposable cash in your pocket, it was pretty hard to stay in it. Yeah. 
you know, now it's it's still by no means it's obviously a hobby you're going to spend cash on, but it's by no means it, it it's one you can find cheaper ways of getting involved in. Yeah, that's right. Which is a plus. Sorry, my dog just knocked open my door because I forgot to shut it. She thinks it's dinner time. Well, she's correct; it is dinner time, but <laughs> but uh, she well, she shall wait as she does every Thursday. A little turd. She that's a, see, that's how dogs are like politicians. I've had her since 2010, so so not too long after we started doing this show, or maybe just prior. And yet, every Thursday, if I don't shut my door, she bangs it open. Hey, stupid, I'm hungry. I know. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so, anything else on your mind before we get the hell out of here? No, that's about it for me. I, I, I thought it was a pretty good show. No, I did too. Did you see my birthday message to Roger? By the way, happy birthday to our super fan, or one of our super fans, Roger. <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I just said happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Weather pod rules. I think it's what <laughs> I think. I think it's what what uh, what I said. To... Yeah, yeah. He enjoys the weather pod. Yeah, you guys had ten cm of snow again. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but the, the forty was pretty well almost gone. Oh, you know, so like, it was like melt, almost melt. back to square one. Well, I wouldn't even put it that close. I mean, um, it's April, so the temperatures are up, and and there's and it's a bit raining and stuff. So the, the snow that's we're, that we're getting, you know, it goes away pretty quickly. As Roger told me yesterday, uh, April has been the snowiest month we've had all all winter, and even though it, even though it's spring, so um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's none of this stuff is lasting. It's just coming down, building up some ice, and then once the sun comes out, it's gone again. I think it's a whole continent thing because this has been the most um, disruptive. Is not the word I want to look for because it hasn't really disrupted. It, it it's been the most chaotic weather weather we've had in the spring in a long time. I remember these from when I was a teenager. You know, a lot of thund little thunder cells here and there, a lot of little rains you're not expecting. Um, I was helping my dad get his yearly uh, load of firewood off the ranch the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be a little windy, partly cloudy, and we got out there and it was raining on us a little bit, and it's like, you know, unsettled. I think that's what the weather weather people term it. It's been really unsettled here. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously in, in, in the region I live in, we don't deal with snow and, and stuff like you guys do all the time but it, it's been interesting talking to different friends of mine in different parts of the continent both in canada and the u.s it seems like it's just been pretty unsettled spring um which is which eh, that happens and look roger a late birthday gift we got a little weather pod right at the end of the show <laughs> but if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything yes you can even send emails or comments about us not stopping doing the show but I, I'm sorry we're stopping the show at episode 300 <laughs> let me just get that out there we have a ton of ways you can do that first off is our Facebook shoot us a friend request even after the show goes off we'll still be doing other things connected to the next thing the website uh, wonderpotonline.com wonderpotonline.com I post the podcast there uh, which always has an embedded player in the post that will can that will remain for as long as I continue to pay the hosting bill, which will be a long time if I have my way about it. I also post YouTube videos there. Other people post some stuff. Uh, I have it on good authority that there's potential our good buddy Chris Lloyd is going to start posting some stuff there. Uh, not, not confirmed, but it could be happening. Uh, and now I got out of my rhythm. Uh, we have a Twitter account. It's at WonderPodOnline. All one word, at WonderPodOnline. Great place to follow for uh, le uh, links. Uh, the, the account tweets every time somebody posts. 
we have YouTube channels, uh, the Waterpot Online YouTube channel, the 36 Wii YouTube channel, the What Chris Does YouTube channel, his girlfriend the, Olivia with the Olivia Made This YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, which has a crap ton of new content, you can go watch it. Um, I actually was pretty much dying laughing, John, when I uh, uprezzed <laughs> old Windows Movie Maker Minecraft footage. <laughs> I made it 1080p at 60 frames. I was such a jackass, but I was laughing so hard when I did that. So you should at least go watch that. It's hilarious. Uh, and if none of that works for you, we have an email address. <laughs> wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Wonderpod at wonderpodonline.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. At John Keogh, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Until episode 296. I'm off to feed myself and my dog. See you, people. Cheers. Cheers.